0: Welcome back to Learn With Less, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, outline some insight about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in these early years of parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new parents that you can support and connect with your baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. This episode was recorded with a live audience of parents and caregivers as an added benefit of those participating in the Learn With Less curriculum online program for families. If you'd like to learn more about Learning With Less or about my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby or Understanding Your Toddler, open up a new tab in your browser to my website, learnwithless.com. And after you enjoy this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to reach more families and share our values of education, inclusivity, simplicity, and respect
1: when it comes to early learning
0: and early parenthood.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to a yellet, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello, to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I will help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? hello to your child's name hello to your name hello 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 everybody hello everybody hello 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 today we have got a special guest on learn with less ariana tabawada a maternal health consultant for businesses and entrepreneurs over at arianatabawada.com let's welcome her to the show Hello Ariana, hello Ariana, hello 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 To all our old friends, hello to all our new friends, hello 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 One last time, hello everybody, hello everybody Hello 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 hello, everybody Hello everybody, it's nice to see you here
0: so, today I am speaking with Ariana Taboada, a maternal health consultant for businesses and entrepreneurs. Ariana holds a master's of social work and master's of science in maternal and child health, and was introduced to the maternal health field as a public health professional working with new mothers in some of the most vulnerable situations women can find themselves in living in poverty, leaving abusive spouses, navigating a new country and language all while they experienced pregnancy, postpartum, and tried to make sense of the resources available to them. Ariana, I think that your work is so important, and you bring so much passion and gusto and intelligence to an extremely complicated field. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome to Learn With Less.
2: Thanks. I'm so glad to be here and and very glad that we've
0: Connected in the past few weeks. Me too. It's very exciting. So, I have asked you to come onto the show today to speak to us really about postpartum care and how new and expecting parents can get their mental health needs met but first why don't you just go ahead and tell us a bit more about you and how you actually got into the work that you're doing today
2: sure so uh, one of the funny things that people people always find funny (laughs) when i talk about it is that i i worked in maternal health Uh, long before I was actually a mother. (laughs) So you talked about my background in in clinical settings. Um, I was in mental health settings and in the U.S. in, in what we call safety net systems. So health centers uh, and clinical settings that provide services to primarily the Medicaid population. So people who um, are below a certain level of the federal poverty line and therefore have access to services that are reimbursed by the federal government. And and states, to some extent. <laughs> uh, so this was all pre-baby for me. And from I started in health centers in 2002. And I didn't have my kid until 2016. And at, at one point, I did end up pivoting a little more into the research side of things. So instead of doing direct patient services, I, I was on the side of evaluating programs and implementing new programs and quality improvement. In services, and I went into private practice in 2013 uh, and have been doing that for the past few years. So that is kind of in a nutshell, how how it happened. And obviously, once I was in private practice, I also had a my own where the, the personal and professional collided and I became my own client, in, in other words. Yeah,
0: I'm super familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, well, let's dig right in. So I wanted to just sort of start by telling a bit about my story because... My experience with postpartum care is not typical. I myself was in an interesting position during my birthing years, we can call them, (laughs) because I spent my first pregnancy, birth, and postpartum months and years after my first child was born in the UK, and I spent the majority of my second pregnancy living in Germany, and I had my second child in the US. So we actually ended up hiring a home birth midwife to cover the last 10 weeks of my prenatal care the birth and the postpartum care, partially because we only qualified for emergency health insurance for the first 30 days of our, I think you call it repatriation. And at that point, I was actually 30 weeks pregnant. So that was not going to fly. (laughs) And then partially because I really wanted access to very good postpartum care, you know, someone coming to my home to check on me as I'd had in the UK, thankfully, because I I did have complications with my first. So Now, I understand that this is not the standard of care in the US, so let's hear a little bit about that. Tell us about the status of postpartum care and how the US compares to international standards.
2: Sure, so I'll, I mean- (laughs) It's a big question. If if people in the crowd have had babies in the US, you might already know that the the standard is pretty, the bar is very low (laughs) in the US essentially. There, for since the formalized maternity care system in the US, it has been a kind of six week postpartum visit that only about 60% of mothers even make it to. And And it's not
1: in
0: your home, it's somewhere else, right? right.
2: You have (laughs) to get up from wherever you are lying with a baby clinging on you (laughs) and make your way to this visit. And so that really varies from state to state in urban versus rural geographies and um, in terms of how realistic it is that people even make it to that postpartum appointment. there was a shift last year in the federal recommendations. so the American College of Obstetric and Gynecology uh, developed a set of postpartum guidelines that are, greatly improved from that six-week, one-time checkup. But again, they're-
0: nineteen.
2: we find
0: guidelines. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And again, they're recommendations. So what we know in in healthcare settings is that recommendations take a long time to trickle down and actually be policy. And then once they're policy, it takes a long time to trickle down and be standard practice. (laughs) So we're probably a good eight to 10 years away from- any kind of quality postpartum care in the US and especially compared to international standards where four visits within the first 6 weeks is standard and there's also a long list of things that should be covered in those first four visits and it ranges from the physiological recovery which in the US is kind of the only thing that was checked on in those first in that 6 week appointment so basically is his mom healing and the international standards recommend covering that but also social support psychological support emotional wellness, and kind of the full scope of what you need to be well
0: postpartum. Yeah, seems pretty standard. Yeah. Okay. As it is now, it feels also very much like maternity leave is this like added benefit or like a super bougie option that women are lucky if they say work at a company that values it. I would love you to get on your high horse and tell us your thoughts about maternity leave and where you think we should be going. And if you have any ideas about how we, how we can get there and how we can help get there.
2: Sure. So again, just to set a little context on what the very low bar is in the U.S., we uh, during the Clinton administration in 1996 was when the federal uh, Family and Medical Leave Act was signed in as a bill. And so what that means is that certain companies, large companies who have over 50 employees, uh, are required to not give someone's job away for 12 weeks after birth and allow someone to take 12 unpaid weeks of leave (laughs) and that's that's all we have Uh, there are some states that have implemented state leave policies where essentially similar to how part of your paycheck is taken into state taxes uh, you pay into a state disability leave policy and you can request to dip into that money when you have a baby. So it's six weeks of partial pay for those who have a a vaginal birth, eight weeks of partial pay for a cesarean birth. And it is based, the percentage that you get of your income is is really based on how much you make. So a lot of people make a very small percentage, (laughs) are given a very small percentage of their income during that leave. So You and I are both in California. California has that, for example. Rhode Island has it. New York has a version of it. I believe a few other states are rolling out their their state level policies. So again, when we look at the international comparison, where it's pretty standard for new parents to have paid leave, wage replacement, and also a I won't even call it generous amount of leave, like a normal amount of leave. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So you know it ranges widely country to country in the uk your experience might have been a a lot of people mothers have have a full year of leave Um, in canada there's a full year in like all the nordic countries (laughs) and the us is one of three countries in the world that doesn't have and the only industrialized high-income country that doesn't have a paid leave policy luckily there are folks on the ground working to change that so actually here in our neck of the woods in san francisco the the only advocacy group that's specifically around paid leave exists and they're seeing actually support from bipartisan support essentially for A policy that will be like a first iteration of a US paid leave policy and they're seeing it as possible in the next few years so by kind of their goal is by 2022 to get to get a bill passed so we might see some real change happening in the next few years.
0: Woohoo! Any recommendations for basic things that people can do to get involved in that?
2: Yeah, so that organization is called Paid Leave for the US Plus for short. And they have a great website where if you are an organization or if you are kind of interested in in changing policy at the organizational level, they have workshops you can attend. And then if you join their newsletter, um, essentially, as they get ready to propose bills, you can sign your name on as a supporter. So those are two great ways to use everyone's busy. So use a little bit of the the precious time you have to. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Um, we are also talking to often new parents or people who work with new parents. So yes, quite busy. But but hey, I mean, sometimes it feels good to be useful.
2: (laughs) Those things you can do pretty easily from your phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, well, let's take just a brief break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get into a few tips from Ariana about what you can do to ensure that you have access to the postpartum support you need. As a parent or caregiver of an infant or toddler, you want to make sure you're doing it right. But everywhere you look, there's another learning toy or fancy subscription box that you don't have room for and that your child seems to lose interest in all too quickly. You want to support your infant or toddler's development, but You struggle finding the right toys or enough time and energy to do it. You just want the map to get through these first few years and find more joy in the journey as well. If any of this rings true for you, you're in the right place. Right now, I am giving away my free infant and toddler development blueprint, a straightforward guide that will help you discover the four major areas of development in the first three years of life and what's involved in each of those areas, Find out what you can do to support development using what you already have in your home. Learn how to follow my four pillar framework to maximize the time you're already spending with your tiny human and much, much more. If you are ready to boost your infant or toddler's learning, stop feeling like you're winging it all the time and simplify your life. Head to learnwithless.com blueprint and download my free infant toddler blueprint today. Okay, Ariana, let's get into the gold. We want to know what are your best tips for new or expecting parents to ensure they have access to the postpartum support they have, both on a clinical level and on a psychosocial level?
2: Sure. So again, until I'm all for like top down and bottom up approach and until we have a policy and kind of the infrastructure for a positive maternity leave and postpartum experience. I really believe in doing it yourself in the absence of that. So creating, creating a system that can match these international guidelines and get your physiological, mental health, psychological, emotional needs met um, and your like basic material needs, basic human needs. (laughs) Um, So for me, that often looks like helping people walk out their, their support systems, like walk through, map it out on a piece of paper, identify your local support. So that might look like friends and family, people you already know that you can make specific asks from. And then from the wider network, it might be like looking up resources in your community that are specifically for new moms, for new families. It sounds like you did some of this of finding someone to fill the gaps, right? Finding a yeah. professional whose services exactly aligned with what you need yeah. and setting that up. It's I find it really interesting to visually map out support networks, because if you are identifying that, like, I actually don't have anyone that I can ask for, for, you know, for making sure that I have meals and something to eat for the first few weeks, when I do not plan to be cooking. (laughs) Then that's an indicator of actually, that might be a specific ask that you need to find someone to fulfill, whether it's, a family member from afar who can set up a meal train or getting meal prep support and hiring someone to do that. So, I for this exercise, it's one of the things that I do with everyone, with all my clients. And I'm, I'm happy to share a kind of free download that folks can use to DIY it. Um, it's literally just how to map out a postpartum support map.
0: <laughs> awesome. We are going to link to the show notes uh, to that.
2: Can you give us the link right now? I can. Let's see. Well, the i might i I I to go look it up.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll put it in the replay of this in the community, and we can put it in the in the um, show notes later on. That's no problem. Sounds
2: good. Right. Keep going. (laughs) going. That's great. Well, there's so one aspect is is mapping it out, and then there's there's the filling in the gaps. And so that I found really helpful to actually, especially if this is your first baby to talk to people who have been in your shoes recently, and not have to reinvent wheel in terms of like spending hours on Google, figuring out what exists. So talking to two or three people and doing kind of informational interviews for for new parenthood and postpartum if you will is another great tool so that I <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you're basically crowdsourcing yeah. all of the things that people have done recently and you know if you can remove the barrier of having to find stuff yourself I think it does make it that much easier to to put in a strong plan
0: absolutely yeah Uh, I understand that you have a special tip, sort of a little known way that you can leverage your baby's pediatric visits to get your mental health needs met. Will you give us the goods on that?
2: Yeah. So maternal mental health is another one of these like woefully inadequate systems we have in the US. And so really the the mechanism that we have is that postpartum visit, which again, if only 60% of women are even getting to, then it right. misses at, a huge- And that's
0: six weeks. Right. It's a huge amount of stuff that happens in those first six weeks. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: And the scope but of the that baby, visit is usually just physiological. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, exactly. But the um, baby is going to their well baby visits.
2: Yes. Baby is going to well baby visits. So there's, I've found, there's essentially a new mom checklist that you can fill out prior to one of those well baby visits and you bring it with you and you share it with their provider. Now, their provider is not your provider. So there's still a handoff that has to be made to get you connected with services. But that is the most frequent point of contact with the health system that a new mom has. And so so even though you know the mentality is like oh they're they're here for my baby like I'm it's not a place where I can get my needs met if that's the entry point into the system I'm all
0: about using it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so you have you have a download on your website that is the that checklist. Is that right? I'm
2: happy to share. It's from. Um, it's actually created by Postpartum Progress, which has since I believe like shut their doors or narrowed their mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. So the handout still exists. and I can share a link in the show notes. But it yeah, it's a, basically a way to say hey, I know I'm here for my well baby visit. And I also want to let you know that I am not feeling great. <laughs> yeah. And it gets the conversation started.
0: Yes. So important. That's awesome. And such a great resource to share. Let's hear some of your other favorite resources that you like to share with expecting and new parents.
2: Sure. So another one on the mental health side is postpartum support internationals helpline, which you may have heard me talk about
0: <laughs> um, you so- and others. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. Yeah. That- that this exists
2: so it is essentially a volunteer run hotline so it's a number that you can call at any time and a, a trained volunteer will either pick up or will, if you leave a voicemail, will call you back and be able to help you identify what supports for your own mental health would be helpful. So they do a little bit of, they're trying to do a little bit of crisis management, but also they have access to a directory and can look up based on your zip code and location, who are the in-person resources, and they can directly connect you with them. So there you do get what's called a a warm handoff, where it's not just like, here's the name of some people, go reach out to them. It's like they make the email introduction, they provide the local person with your phone number to call you back. Wow,
0: I actually didn't realize that it was that. Wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, so that is a wonderful, you know, if, if you don't have a well baby visit coming up, or it just that's not the place you want to bring it up this is a place specifically for new moms whose whole mission is to to connect you with mental health supports in your local area
0: that's amazing are there any other resources that you'd like to share
2: i mean i kind of mentioned it as we were chatting earlier but i am a huge fan of the meal trains it's (laughs) so both for pregnant women new moms in your life offering to set up a meal train and also In your own pregnancy identifying someone in your life who can organize a meal train for you i mean at this point there's very easy kind of online systems you can use to have people sign up for meals but i think there's there's like no match for for having food provided for you and your family for those first few weeks
0: totally and then another like a thing that if you're in the mind space or you're able to do it beforehand if you don't have People, I actually like stockpiled a bunch of stuff in my freezer for, for after <laughs> while I was still yeah. pregnant. That's another, you know, little yeah. hack.
2: Some meal prep, or yeah. I or mean, meal- even you know, meal delivery services. There are so many of those these days, preferably one of the ones that are like already cooked when they deliver it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Obviously, I think the meal train has a more social component, which is nice. Should you want it, right? Or you can be specific about here, just leave it on my doorstep. I will get to it when I can. But yeah, no, that's, that's so important. Well, thank you so much, Ariana, and thanks to all of our participants of the Learn With Less curriculum who are here listening live as a benefit to our membership community. We are going to continue the discussion and open up for a Q&A session with you guys in just a minute, but for everyone listening from home or on the go, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.
1: Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I it. Goodbye to this music we laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts, being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you
0: information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. Don't forget to download our free Infant and Toddler Development Blueprint by heading to learnwithless.com blueprint today. If you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, and that helps other people find the good work we're doing. After you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.